have you desired a generation of true Christians? Do your heart hunger for the Word of God and rise in the power of the Holy Spirit? Are you eager to join the Revival Army of God for Kingdom Advancement? Welcome to Agents of Change Podcast, where we work as one and together advance the kingdom. We are channels only with God's power flowing through us every day and every hour. Stay tuned and be blessed. About us, whether we are prepared to receive that which God has for us. And I'm trusting God that in the course of this conference, that that which heaven has ordained for you and I, it will not elude us in the name of Jesus. Like we were told yesterday, I want to encourage us again to stay focused. Don't be distracted. It doesn't take much. Just one moment with God can transform somebody's life forever. I pray that you will not miss your moments in the name of Jesus. Today, we are looking at a subject, world changers and anointed reformers. Please write the subject for today. This morning's charge is world changers and anointed reformers. World changers and anointed reformers. Somebody may be wondering who is this message directed at? That are you part of the people? that God is addressing as world changers and anointed reformers. While we were preparing for this conference, one of the things that God brought to us clearly is that this conference is a serious one. We've heard God speak to us in the past about doing something new, doing something unique in our midst. But this is the first time that God said to us that this is a serious conference. And one thing that we understand, when something is serious, it requires a serious approach. So please give this conference, your participation, a serious approach. And by doing so, I'm trusting God that heaven will succeed over your life and your destiny in the name of Jesus. We are looking at world changers and anointed reformers. Open your Bible with me to Jeremiah chapter 1. Jeremiah chapter 1. From verse 1. The words of Jeremiah, the son of Hilkiah, of the priests who were in Anatoth, in the land of Benjamin, to whom the word of the Lord came in the days of Josiah, the son of Ammon, king of Judah, in the 13th year of his reign. Verse 3. It came also in the days of Joachim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, until the end of the eleventh year of Zedekiah, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, until the carrying away of Jerusalem captive in the fifth month. Verse 4. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Verse 6. Then said I, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a youth. Verse 7. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am a youth, for you shall go to all to whom I send you, 
and whatever I command you, you shall speak. Verse 8. Do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? Help me ask someone next to you, what do you see? And I said, I see a branch of an almond tree. Then the Lord said to me, you have seen well. For I am ready to perform my word. And the Lord, the word of the Lord came to me the second time saying, what do you see? And I said, I see a boiling pot and it is facing away from the north. Praise the Lord. In case you don't understand what all of this is about, in case you think you have come to just another conference, let me clarify for us from the beginning that what God intends to do for the reason why he has brought us here is to make us agents of change it is him alone that can make a man an agent of change and god is saying the reason why i'm making you an agent of change is because i intend to raise world changers and anointed reformers and there is nobody that can say i am not qualified for this in the text we read, Jeremiah complained to God. He said, I'm but a youth. He said, this assignment you are presenting to me, I'm not qualified to it, for it. And God said to him, do not say you are a youth. Praise the Lord. God touched his mouth and then God asked him an interesting question. What do you see? And that's the question we are going to spend some time on even as we look at God making us into world changers and anointed reformers. What we see is important. Hello? What we see is important. If you see yourself as being weak and feeble, as being unable, then you have automatically disqualified yourself from what God can do through your life. note a few things. I would like you to note and write them down. One, where you look determines what you see. Where you look determines what you see. Before you count yourself out that I am not qualified, before you say I'm not in the number of those who God wants to make world changers and anointed reformers. Before you do that, first check where are you looking at? During our devotion this morning, the corporate devotion, God was charging us on the need to look into his word. Praise the Lord. If you look into 
into the world, you will know that you are more than able. But if you are not looking into the world and you are looking elsewhere, it will determine what you see. Some of us, we are looking at the challenges around us. Some of us look at the country where we are born or where we live. Some of us are looking at the money in our bank accounts. We are looking at the job that we have. We look at things around us, but we are not looking at where we should look. Praise the Lord. So where you look determines what you see. However, note also that two persons can look at the same thing the same scenario the same situation and see different things hello two people can look at the same thing and see different things somebody two people can come into an office where corruption is rife one person will say ah it's an opportunity to make money another person will say there's work to be done here that god needs to be glorified in this office hello they are seeing the same thing but what they are seeing from that situation is different praise the lord i traveled at some point to a particular nation where there was spiritual darkness in that land i understood what the bible meant by the region the people that dwelt in the regions of darkness i went with a few people what some of them saw was opportunity to have free ladies and free women praise the lord they didn't see the darkness to them it was an opportunity praise the lord so two people can look at the same thing the same scenario, the same situation, and see different things. Praise the Lord. Ask your neighbor again, what are you seeing? Hmm. I want you to begin to reflect as you're asking yourself that question. Maybe you are a lecturer. I don't know what you are seeing in that particular institution where you are. It's possible you are working in a bank. You are a minister of the gospel. Wherever God has positioned you, what are you seeing in that place? Because if you are not seeing right, forget about being a faithful steward. Because a faithful steward, it is required that he should be able to see correctly. If you don't see what your master is seeing, you can't be counted by him as being a faithful steward. Praise the Lord. If I have something in my head about how this hall where we are seated is supposed to be arranged and somebody comes to help me to arrange it and the person has no idea what I what I have in mind for the setting the person can do it anyhow and he cannot be counted by me as being a faithful steward because what he did is different from what I have in mind in every situation at every given time of our life if we don't have an idea of what god desires it is difficult for us to be counted as being faithful that is why what you are seeing matters 
if what you are seeing is not what God has ordained for you to see, it is difficult for you to be a faithful steward. Also note this. What you see influences what you pursue. What you see, it influences what you pursue. When this vision started in 2007 in Calabar, Cross River State, we saw young people in that land who were not taking education, education serious. They were not taking school serious. And it became a concern to us. Then God made us to see something. That these young people could be our siblings. That if they were our siblings, what would we do? It's because we saw that, that this vision started. Because Agents of Change Network began in schools. We were reaching out to students in schools in that land. But why did we feel that burden? It's because we saw them as our siblings. We saw that those young people were our siblings. And by that singular sight that God gave to us to see them, we realized that we had to do something. We had other people with us who were complaining. They said, look at these young people. They are not serious with their life. They are not serious with their future. It's possible you have some young people around you. And it's possible you are saying the same thing. That look at these young people. Very unserious. Very unfocused with their life. It's because that's the way we are seeing them. What you see influences what you pursue. Let's also note another point that it is difficult to solve a problem that you cannot see. It is difficult to solve a problem that you cannot see. If you don't recognize something as a problem, there will be no reason for you to go about solving it. There are so many things around us that are not the way they ought to be. But so long as we don't see them as being a problem, they will remain the way they are. Beginning from this conference, we are trusting God to help us that each of us will see the way God wants us to see in the name of Jesus. Because that will help us to be faithful stewards. Because when you can see what God wants you to see, you will know that something needs to be done about it. You will begin to pursue to correct it when you can see it. But if everything looks okay to you, the status quo will be maintained. I want us to note in that question that God asked Jeremiah, what do you see? I want you to note that word, you. You, Jeremiah, what do you see? Not 
what did somebody else see on your behalf? Hello? For some of us, we rely on other people's sight. It is what somebody else tells you is important that you believe is important. Praise the Lord. What do you, you as a person, what do you see? It's important that we begin to see for ourselves. It is good to hear what others are seeing. But it is better for you to begin to see for yourself. Because we are in a generation that is seeing the way the world is seeing. Hello? We are in a time when the church is beginning to see the world is seeing. That is why the church is pursuing what the world is pursuing. Remember we said that what you see influences what you pursue. So if all we are seeing is what the world is also seeing, ah, then it means in this race you will see yourself and the world running in the same direction. Praise the Lord. But if we see what God desires for us to see in his world, you may realize that you begin to run against the current of where the world is going. Praise the Lord. Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2. to Jesus the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God I want us to note the word there the first word in that verse 2 looking hello hello the word is not look. It is looking. Praise the Lord. Somebody will ask us the difference between look and looking. After all, you are, you are saying, <laughs> praise the Lord. Looking talks about fixing your gaze and your attention on Jesus. Remember, we said, when you look, influences what you see. If you are in a particular church, and you are looking, looking unto Jesus, it will influence what you see in that church. Hello? When you are in a particular office, and your gaze, you are looking, looking unto Jesus, it will influence what you see in that office. But when you take your eyes of looking unto Jesus, you begin to see what they are saying and you begin to pursue what they are pursuing. And then you begin to allow what they allow. And the worst case, you join them. Somebody say, God forbid. And if before you came for this conference, you had joined the corruption of the world wherever you are coming from, I pray that when you go back, you will realize that I'm not part of this. You are not part of it. And Lord will help us in Jesus' name. 
faithful steward needs to see well. A faithful steward needs to see well. It has to always be our heart cry. In every moment, every situation we find ourselves, to be able to see what God desires for us to see. Because if not, it will be difficult for us to be faithful stewards. Almost impossible. God needs to help us from this conference that every moment we will see what God desires for us to see. The person you think is your enemy might be somebody God intends that he will use you to bring to his kingdom. But if you cannot see, you will cut the person off, you will block their number on your phone. In fact, if you see them passing, you will shut your door. Say, this person is my enemy. He wants to kill me. Meanwhile, you are the one God wants to use to save that person. Hello? A faithful steward needs to see the bigger picture. Hello? A faithful steward needs to see the bigger picture. you are not able to see the bigger picture which is what God always sees you focus your attention on one minute portion of the overall scheme of things and you will miss it that's how God needs to help us to see because it is only God that can see the bigger picture 1 Corinthians 9 1 Corinthians 9 from verse 24. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now, they do it to obtain a perishable crown. But we, for an imperishable crown, therefore, I run thus, not with uncertainty, thus I fight, not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have prayed to others, I myself should become disqualified. Paul said, I'm not just running aimlessly. I have my eyes on the price. I have my eye on the end game. On the goal. On what this is all about. It is when you have your eyes on that, that whatever you do, you do it with that consciousness that it will lead me to that point or it will hamper me or hinder me from getting to that point. Let me give us a practical example. At some point years ago, I found myself in a particular home where we were staying with people. 
and I said to somebody, I said, the way I'm living my life here, a time will come. People will come back to that place and ask questions. Hello? Because of that consciousness, it influences everything. It influenced everything I was doing at that time in my life. And just like I said, years later, an organization was going to hire me for a job. And part of the requirement, they had to do a background check. And you can guess what they did. They hired people to go and investigate my past. Praise the Lord. That's, that's earthly investigation. Heaven doesn't need to hire investigators. Praise the Lord. God is aware of our past. Let's always keep our eyes on the bigger picture. In everything God has committed into our hands, always look at the bigger picture. If they put you in charge of a business, manage this business for us. You need to know what is the bigger picture. Not this is an opportunity for me to make money for myself. Let's look at a few examples of scriptures from scripture showing how what we see can influence our outcome. Numbers 13. Numbers 13, verse 13. Praise the Lord. Numbers 13, verse 13. The story of how Moses selected 12 spies that he sent to go and spy out the promised land. Verse 13. From the tribe of Asher, Setor, the son of Michael. From the tribe of Naphtali, Nabi, the son of Rosfi. From the tribe of Gad, Guel, the son of Machi. These are the names of the men whom Moses sent to spy out the land. And Moses called Hosea, the son of Nun, Joshua. Let's go to verse 25. You see, Moses has selected them. Let's go to verse 25. And they return for Thank God for his word to our lives. Have you been blessed by today's message? Then watch out for more episodes to come your way for his words on you every morning. To know more about us, visit our website on www.worldagentofchange.org and stay connected.